With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. award-winning a Celtic State of Mind podcast. It's Tuesday, back to the Tuesday Club, the boys are on. Lawrence, fresh from his trip down the road to London, come to you first, mate. You were the man shouting hail, hail up on that stage. 
How'd you get on? Yeah, outstanding. You know, two firsts, a third. Just, you know, thank everybody that voted for us again. Everyone that subscribes, everybody that votes, who watches, that comments. But, you know, yeah, brilliant awards for me for us. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of hard work went into it. But, you know, it's nothing without people watching it. So, yeah, Absolutely. crack and trap. Every, all the listeners tuning in today and every day, thank you for your support. Thank you for voting us. Without it, we wouldn't have managed it. Patrick, match day, how are you today? Um, looking forward to the game? Yeah, excited. Uh, obviously, a weird kick-off time, but, you know, luckily I'm free, wasn't working, not at uni, so just excited to head to Parkhead, really. That's your cover-up, you know, at uni. If any of his lecturers are watching, um, <laughs> some of my lecturers, you know the script. Um, I think we'll start with this one, one of the comments... God bless Johnny Doyle. Yep, I think the whole Celtic support will be fighting about Johnny today and his anniversary. Um, and, you know, everybody knows all about Johnny Doyle, the man who loved the green. And uh, anybody that got to watch him in a hoops jersey, I know one of my dad's favourite players growing up, he was uh, the epitome of a, a true Celtic. Lawrence, I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to tell us a wee bit about Johnny Doyle too. Yeah, remember watching him. Uh, you know, there's them from sending off for hitting the ref with a ball, but that header when Snoopy sends the ball over against Real Madrid oh, you know but, but just a wholehearted you know Celtic player the stories are wearing the scarf to, to training uh, having people in his black book I think Andy Lynch get taken out you know once he, he joined Celtic but uh, it's brilliant uh, but, but listen Paul McQuaid a uh, friend of mine's just written a book about Johnny Doyle that, that, that's out now so you know anyone that's only heard a wee bit about him you know there's now a book out that, there about him as well. Yep, Paul, a great guy, and um, does a lot of great work with Shamrock as well. And uh, I think there's actually an episode um, that Paul did with him on the one of the chat shows that we've got in the channel. So check that out if you want to hear about the uh, the new Johnny Doyle book. But anyway, we'll get back to to Celtic at this current point in time. Um, obviously, the three of us haven't been on since last Tuesday, so a lot's happened since then. Um, I've already touched on Thursday evening. And the visit to Fur Park. So we'll, we'll start there. Um, and we'll start at the very back of that Celtic team, Pat. It'll come to you first on this. Um, we've all had concerns about, you know, centre-halves for years at Celtic. But we're starting to see a, a partnership develop between Carol Starfield and Cameron Carter-Vickers. What was your assessment of their performance at the weekend? Well, just as you were saying there, you know, starting at the back, I think you need to start even further back with Joe Hart in the fourth minute. Giving it the wee yep. uh, the back you heel. Go to Mister Ronnie Simpson. He sell. Yep, <laughs> unbelievable. Your heart's in your mouth at the time, but it's he actually looks cool, calm and collected when he does it. He looks as if he's no he knows what he's doing, which is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean Carter Vickers has impressed me ever, ever since he started. Um, he's a bit slow, I think. Just you know, we passing and moving, and uh, you know he's not the fastest, obviously. And then Starfield's obviously had a bit of a dodgy start, but he, I think he's I think he's coming on to a game. I'm not entirely convinced with his passing either, but you know, at our level, are you going to be able to get good centre halves that can also pass the ball? Probably not. So they are striking up a bit of a partnership. It's another clean sheet. Hopefully, another one tonight. And uh, yeah, just onwards and upwards. They're they're getting used to each other, so that'll be good. And it's a it's a question for Stephen Welsh and Christopher Julian whether they actually get get a chance in the team uh, when Julian's back fit. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens when Julian does return from injury. It looks as if that day is near and ever closer after um, 10 months out. It's uh, such a long time. It seems absolutely missions ago since he clattered off that post against Dundee United. Lawrence, 
Due the assessment of Carol Starfield and, and Vickers at the weekend, is this the, the partnership you think the manager shall be sticking with for the foreseeable, even if Julian does return? I think if Julian returns, he's not going to be straight into the level that he's he's going to take over. You've touched on it, he's so long out. You know, you're know, you going to need to get him up to speed. He's going to need, if we get comfortable in games, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes here and there. I, I agree with Patrick. I, th- I think Carter Vickers, he just looks a bit slow at, at, at times on the turn as well. I think Starvelt's getting better with every game. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll help the boys once we've got kind of settled fullbacks as well. You know, once you're a, Juranovic is fit and playing right back, and you know, we decide who's going to be left back. I know we had Bolly in. Uh, another decent performance for, from him. Uh, but, uh, you know, if Scale's going to come in, Taylor's still got, is it another six, seven weeks out now? So, yeah. uh, it, 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 it's kind of. <laughs> We really do need to get stuff settled there, don't we? But I think, yeah, it's going to be Carter Vickers and Starfield. That's what he's, the manager's endeavouring with. I don't think Welsh has done too much wrong to get dropped, in fairness. But, you know, the, the preferred partnerships, obviously, yeah, Carter Vickers and, and Starfield just now. Patrick, you, you spoke about two players getting comfortable with each other. Um, as a game like this afternoon, a, a good time to, you know, see Starfield and Vickers and how comfortable they are, obviously. Um, we know what the manager's philosophy is. It's important to build from the back for Ange. We, we saw goals that did that at the weekend. But at, at games like this, when you're up against you know some decent quality opposition up top, uh, games that you can really test these two guys out and see where they're at. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we had I think we had about thirty shots in target when we played Ferenc Varos last August. Uh, I think they had two and they scored both of them. So mm. they're a team that plays in the counter attack and. I know they get beat in the weekend, but I think they rested a few key players, you know. So um, it's just the job of a, of a Celtic centre half, really. You just need to, you, you have nothing to do for 10, 15 minutes, and you need to be sharp as attack, uh, right on, right on your man, and just make sure you don't make any mistakes, you know. And that that is the worry almost because with Carter Vickers being a bit slow, with them hitting us on the counter attack, you've got to just be extremely careful, you know, because I think. The more clean sheets they have, the the more that builds confidence. Uh, so yeah, it just watch for the counter attack base. I don't know if the managers changed for Fenwick Vavos. I don't know if it's the same team. They might have different players, but I'm assuming that's probably how they're going to set up tonight. Yes, um, I'm getting a complete pasting for the way I'm dressed up today. I'm I'm getting hospitality. I am representing Axom today at Celtic Park, so um, that's why the tie and the jumpers on. I'm not on my my dinner break from a. Uh, Uni and uh, custard. I'm getting asked about custard at school. I don't, I don't know. I left school years ago, so I know I might look young and still have my uh, young face, but no, nah, school days are well behind me. Patrick knows that for sure. Lawrence, um, volleyball and goalie. The man to you know defies belief at times. He came back in against Livingston. Everybody was shocked. He played fairly okay that day, and you know, in a collective team performance, it wasn't great. Came in at the weekend and I thought he was decent. Um, what do you think his place is going forward here? Because he was left at the squad at Pitodzi, but then comes in at Motherwell and has a decent game. Yeah, I'm surprised to see him start in front of Scales, but no, he's decent enough against Motherwell. Was okay against Levy, but you know he's been left out Europa League squad. Uh, maybe he's doing stuff in training that's forcing his uh, his way into Angie's plans. But part of it's obviously. You know, Montgomery's injured and Juranovic, you, you, you know, who both played. You know, 
left back in front of him. So is Monty. I think Monty's maybe needing a wee rest. So it was, you know, at best his fourth choice. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I, I don't think he's got he's got long term with us. But if he comes in, you know, and he's back up when we're struggling with injuries, and he puts in decent performances against Model, you, you've got no complaints. Maybe move him on in a January transfer window, try and recoup some cash for him, uh, and reinvest it. Patrick, would that be what you would want to do, or do you think that we're now getting you know some of the money back of the player that we got? Of course, I think a lot is do forget that. He was brought in to be Kieran Tierney's replacement. I watched Kieran Tierney last night against Crystal Palace and Woodson Edward. Um, do, do you still think there's a player there that we can get a bit more out of? Bolly, bolly, golly. I'm sure Ange probably thinks that. Ange will probably think he can get a, a decent player out of anyone in the squad. Um, I, I thought we would have tried to shift bolly, golly last January and also in the summer with the, the sort of distrust. Even last summer, you know, just the sort of way that he portrayed the club and the manager. Uh, at the time, but we've kept him. Uh, he started two games. Um, he's starting ahead of Scales. I, I don't know if Scales, you know, isn't fit or you know isn't good enough. I don't know. I've, I've only seen the, the sort of fifteen minute cameo substitute that he had a few weeks ago. Um, but he obviously, I, I don't. I don't know if it's a matter of putting him in the short window, but he's he's certainly playing him ahead of. Um, he played him ahead of Montgomery uh, against Livingston and ahead of Scales uh, on Saturday there at Motherwell so I don't know it, it might just be a short window thing but if Ange can get a player out of him I don't think we should necessarily sell him if he if ends up being our first choice left back then so be it you know uh, it's good to have it's good to have four options Lawrence do you think they obviously Adam Montgomery um, picked up a knock and that's why he didn't play on Saturday um, I think he might have probably started the game on Saturday had he not Taking that knock, he obviously set up the the goal at Petodre. Um Today, this afternoon, volleyball and goalie isn't in the squad for Europe. Wasn't included at all, so it will be a different person at left back. We know that for definite today. Um, I think Montgomery is fit. Do you think that that Scales will eventually get his chance, or you know, after that performance uh, at the weekend, is it a case of volleyball and goalie against St Johnson at Celtic Park on Saturday? Yeah, I think he's definitely in front of. In front of scales, isn't he? Yeah, but yeah, you know, Montgomery hopefully's in for tonight. There's no reason he wouldn't keep his place if he's fit, though, is it? Is there? It's you know, both of them are kind of scales and ball and goalie are right down the, the pecking order. I know Taylor's out, played Juranovic, they were playing Montgomery there, so they're fourth and fifth choice. Yeah, scales, what he had 15 20 minutes, he looked okay. I think it was a bit confusing in his position, but he looks confident on the ball. He's good with the ball at his feet. He can, can find a player. He, you know, from the, his YouTube really is a danger at set pieces. So I think he will eventually get his, his chance. He's just going to have to bide his time. Uh, and, it, you know, and it may be that that's the Ange is going to bleed, it, bleed him in 15, 20 minutes here and there. Patrick, is the manager going to have a headache after Bowling Goalie's performance at first part, you know, Arguably, you know, you can't talk him after that. But then today, he's, he's obviously made, he's forced into making the change. And whoever maybe plays there today might have a great game this afternoon. Um, how 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 does he cope with that? If that is going to be the case, because you might have two players that have really good games. Who is it you stick with? Is it the person that played well domestically? Or is it the person that played well against a decent side uh, against Ferris Varos? If that is the case this afternoon. Well, I mean, that's it. He's probably not thinking about that yet because obviously tonight's game hasn't happened yet. You, you just don't know. 
Montgomery could start tonight and pick up an injury, and mm. then your left with Rolling Golly scales could start tonight, have a brilliant game, and then he starts against St Johnston on Saturday. You just don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Bowling Golly was a particular standout against Motherwell on Saturday. I thought he had a good game. He, he didn't. I don't think he get forward that much. But you know, he he sort of done his job defensively. Joined um, in attacks as well. It was more a collective effort, I think. Aye, in terms aye. of them. definitely not an individual performance. I no. Definitely agree with that. Um, so I, I don't think it was like, oh, this is a standout performance. He must play. I think if, if Montgomery or Scales has a good game tonight, they probably keep their place for St. Johnson. Um, I think you, you know there, there's a bit of debate about whether Montgomery's a left back or a left winger. I think that needs to be decided pretty soon because he keeps on playing at left back. So mm-hmm. I just assume he is a left back. But I think we need to decide who the first choice left back is because I don't think it's going to be Greg Taylor, not for the next two months anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think Jovanovic probably gets his place back once he's fit. In my opinion, I think he's probably just a level above Ralston. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I think if whoever plays tonight has a good game, they probably keep their place for St. Johnson. Yeah, um, been interested to see what happens. Of course, we won't be on again till next Tuesday, so we'll be catching up on that next Tuesday but uh, but Lawrence touched on earlier as you say you know, it'll be a, a lot better when you get settled full backs and you decide who's going to play in the positions and they get that consistent run of games um, Lawrence the midfield um, on here we both agreed with you that before you know gone with McGregor Turnbull Roddy in midfield we didn't think it was going to be the the compliment that we went forward with after you know a bit of balance at Petodre but you know three of them on their game on Saturday, it definitely did work. So is that a case of just you need to hope it works when they, you know we play it? Well, listen, it's worked against kind of lesser opposition, shall we say? You know that that's when it's clicked when we've come up against tougher opposition. That's when we've run into problems. So you know, do we need to improve a lot against better oppositions? I mean, tonight's a, a chance if that's the, the three it's chosen. It's shown that it can do that. You know, but if it reverts back to tight with them, you're going to go well. Can only do it against a, you know a certain level, a, a player, and, and if that's the case, you know I, I, I'm assuming Angel, you know, pick the team accordingly as he sees opposition strengths and weaknesses, and might go, you know, that's a bit bit harder opposition here. We're not going to go with those three. We'll drag and beat and drag and McCarthy, who, whoever else in the midfield, we'll crack and goal from Turnbull. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still far from convinced on him. I think, still think he's got, got a long way to, to go. McCarthy again is missing tonight, Patrick. Um, read comments before we came on, which is a concern due to the, the the length of his contract and you know how little he's featured so far. Um, but again, we do want him to to be fit and be an option for Ange. What's your thoughts on this midfield uh, three? I thought McGregor for the whole of ninety minutes and uh, Saturday was outstanding. Um, Rogic, the, the ball through for the Jota goal is terrific, and uh, Turnbull's goal, you know, right in the postage stamp was a cracker. What was your thoughts on the three of them? I thought McGregor and Rogic actually pretty good games. Uh, I thought Turnbull was pretty quiet, but obviously he scores that absolute screamer. So, you know, you've got to you've got to rate that. Um, I'd agree with Lawrence. I think at SPFL level, in most games, you can probably play McGregor, Turnbull, and Rogic because they'll get time in the ball. They don't really need to track back all that often. Uh, the game's not at the same tempo as it is in Europe. So, I think you can you can definitely play them against at least ten of the eleven sides we play in Scotland. Um, in Europe, you just can't have passengers, especially against teams like Leverkusen. You know, we found that out. Um, you need guys to track back. You need numbers, especially, you know, counter-attacking teams. Teams are going to play that sort of football at Celtic Park. 
Um, so I, 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 I don't think there's much between them, if I'm being honest, but I don't think you can start them both. You know, one week Rodrick's a bad guy, the next week Turn, Turnbull's a bad guy. I like both players. I think they've both played relatively well this season. Um, but unless they start pulling their weight, I don't think you can start them both in Europe, in my opinion. There's a, there's a balance to be had in this, Lawrence. I think what Patrick said, I think we all like both players, but would it not be nice just to have one of them as that creative option coming off the bench? We saw options coming off the bench again on Saturday, which was great to see, obviously, Mikey Johnson and George Siokimakis come on, but um, would it not be the, the case that you'd maybe hope that, you know, having that creative midfielder to come off the bench if I'm really needing it as the option, um, as you touch on there, you know, um, it's at first part, it's a difficult venue to go, but it's against lesser opposition and maybe so the the freedom get cut open quite a bit against Leverkusen just to be, you know, the, the balance of the game wasn't against the, how good a quality side we're up against. Yeah, did you, listen, definitely look look up at Pataudry, one off the bench, you know, tons of game. You know, the opposition <laughs> a bit tired then, you know, Pataudry's arguably, you know, the harder place to go in a tougher team than Motherwell. So, I, I definitely think against tougher opposition, it's not worked so far. You know, Turnbull's only 22, he's obviously got a long way to progress. I think... Roderick surprised us all. We didn't know he was that fit. I could play, you know, that many minutes in a game, never mind a season. So, yeah, I just definitely kind of revitalised him. But it's a definite concern still in midfield until we get, you know, around a four or five wins with that midfield and against some quality opposition. I think the jury's still going to be out, isn't it? They've still got to persuade us, you know, beating kind of Dundee and Sunderland at home is okay. But we want to pull off some big results if I've got to be persuaded with that midfield um, No I've not become a priest but I'm praying that we do sign Jota Patrick so I want to come on to next um, what, do you, what do you make of his performance at the weekend? Brilliant um, I'll be honest I, I was sort of afraid to say it publicly but I didn't really rate Jota that highly when he made his debut against Ross County um, I thought he had a good a couple of good impressive you know flicks and tricks and skills and all that but I don't think he really impacted the game had a great game against Betis, I thought, and he's just he just keeps on getting better, doesn't he? Um, obviously, great game at the weekend, great goal. Uh, you know, it, I think we've probably struggled to replace Sinclair's goals since he left, or uh, sorry, left the team. Erlen Nussi could never really get a run in the team as as much as as he is a quality player. He never really get a good run. Um, so I think. I think if he continues his form, I think we pay the, like the five, six million or whatever it is uh, buyout clause because it, you know he's brought his parents over here. He's obviously having a good time. He wants to sort of show how good he is to both us and his mum and dad. You know, so I think it'd be a good move from because I don't think it's really working out at Benfica, whereas it's obviously working here. And you know, we'd love to have him. Him and his uh, George Michael here. Yeah, you just got your um, faith, haven't you? That he's going to yeah. perform like this all the time. Right. I thought you were going to come in with that, Lawrence. We, we always have faith. So if you get faith that we might move quickly, because I think we will need to move quickly, I hope, in January to try and get this deal over the line because other people will be watching this and this, you know, this laddie will not go uh, unnoticed in circles around football, I don't think. I'd be surprised if we weren't moving it just now, you know, because you can pay and then just kind of register the permanent transfer uh, when the window opens. So I'd be surprised if we weren't doing that at this moment in time uh, you know surely as a club we're not going to leave it just go right he's doing well and we'll just tie it up in January I, I think we'll be moving on it just now I, I know kind of Michael Nicholson's got a lot to do uh, on his plate but 
surely this is one of his top five priorities at the moment. Yeah, that well, tied down. I mean, you, the deal's already signed, really, you know, agreed in principle, isn't it? It's just saying to the player, right, would you join? And here's the pre contract <coughs> that's going to be the permanent contract for you, which I'm assuming is all agreed he's just going to kind of put plenty of paper on it and then we can register him as permanent rather than one player. Um, yes, so, but I think we do. We've got the, the option to bind whoever had the brass neck to ask that question good on them because thankfully we do have that option. Um, another player though that is ever's permanent deal, um, money well spent, I would say so far is Kyogo Furuhashi. Um, pass it over to you first on this. We see his, um, you know, but his defensive work first on Saturday, wins the ball back for that first goal. The lack of touches at the start of the game, just like he did at Motherwell, but he grew into the game, I thought, the second half of it. Just one of those days for him that he's just not getting service. Not really any concern, is it? And you saw he's, he's great, you know, his effort. He just keeps going and keeps going. And he's just, you know, I think that really lifts everybody around him when they're playing with him. Yeah, he's full of energy. Um, I'll be honest, I, I didn't actually watch out for this in the game, but players like Kyogo, their movement off the ball, it can drag centre-halves and full-backs, you know, it can drag them wide, create space for other players, you know. So I mean I, I don't know I wasn't watching the game that closely I'm not an, uh, I'm, I'm not analysing the game when I'm watching it. I'm just trying to hope, hope Celtic score you know uh, but but I, I'm I, maybe he's maybe he's doing that I don't know uh, but yeah quiet game but I don't think there's any doubt that he's our he's our first choice. Um, Gio Kamakis came on he probably he had a chance where he probably should have had a shot and he tries to square it and it doesn't really work and yeah. he, he, he turns in the box and he creates space for himself so. He's obviously got something about him, but um, no, Kyogo has to start. Um, and uh, I, I think on uh, Jota, we probably do a first refusal. I'd imagine that's probably in the contract somewhere. I'd like to think it is. Um, and I think I don't think we probably I don't think we we need to pay over the odds for it either because they're probably wouldn't rid of him because he's been there a few years and it's just not really worked. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm hoping Kyogo scores a few tonight. Yes, hopefully he gets back in the score sheet. He seems to like a goal in Europe. Um, Lawrence, it is just a joy to watch Kyogo, and even in a game that Patrick said he is quiet, and you see he's moving off the ball. He just brings everybody up around him. And, uh, yeah, I think Gio Kimakis, we saw something a bit different when he came on on Saturday. Maybe lacks a wee bit of confidence there. He's just trying to, you know, uh, mix in with his teammates. But I think there's a positive thing that he gives us certainly something different from Albia Yeti, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. Listen, he's two or three months behind the rest of the teammates, so it, it will take him a wee bit to go up to speed. Kyogo, as you've talked on, he's got that infectious energy. You know, I don't think anyone's in, in doubt he's a, a, a number one starter. Uh, and always, hopefully, Gia Kamakis uh, gets some minutes this evening, because I believe, you know, uh, far they aren't you know, almost as bad as us at defending set, set pieces, shall we say. So, it's it's something that hopefully Angie's going to look to exploit. But yeah, Kogo's definite number one. Uh, back to your yeah, I think the fee and everything's agreed. You know, it's an option to buy an agreed fee, and you know, part of that would have been with agreed terms with Kogo, etc. And you know, what you're looking for. So, so hopefully we're, we're definitely pushing ahead with that. But definitely something bit different from a Yeti. I don't think. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, he wasn't missed at far part, but no one was saying, oh, I wish we could bring a Yeti off the bench to, to change things. Uh, but, you know, we're starting to get players back, we're starting to get competition. You touched on Ella, Mikey Johnson come back, Forrest and, and Dembele aren't far away. Who knows, we big, big Julian. It just seems to be, 
next week, next week, next week. So, so I'm not too sure what's going on with his rehabilitation. And obviously, Juranovic hopefully will be back soon. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even this evening. And, and McCarthy's just a, a knock that I think Ange just come out and said, you know, we don't want to risk him just now. It's down to his pre-season, you know, he's behind the other players. We just kind of want to manage it and, and get, get him up to speed. We will see how that goes, but it is a great to see players come back and it's scored in, you know, competition. Um, just to touch on this comment from Helen McCallum, if you're going to the game, let's get a minute's applause in the 40th minute for Justin McLaughlin. Um, rest in peace, let's do it for his family. So, yeah, if you are going along to Celtic Park today, I think that would be a nice tribute if you could join in with that with the rest of the support. Um, after the game, I was in the car coming back in bed on Clyde. Um, we were listening to Ange came on and he said, I thought the Premiership race was over, mate. Uh, Patrick, he is a master at dealing with the press in Scotland. His, uh, the cut of his jab is, is very good. Um, you can just tell that he's just focused on Celtic. That's it. He's just blocking out everything else. And he just, you know, we've not had a great start. We all know that. But he's certainly there to do a job here and anybody that doesn't think that you know I think it's different living in a different world he certainly wants to succeed here at Celtic doesn't he yeah of course and you know I think at the start there was all these rumours about oh Angie's going to walk on Friday Angie's going to walk on Monday you know it's just I, I never really I, I never bought into it he doesn't seem like the type to quit after 8 weeks 10 weeks 12 weeks I don't think it's in his nature He's he's probably going to either give it a good season or two or get sacked but, uh, before he walks out. Um, not only that, I think if he quits a job like Celtic after two or three months, his his stock takes a bit of a hit, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's the thing that, you know, Ronnie missed really when he was here for two years, how to deal with the press because they don't seem to take to foreign managers really, which is a bit of a shame, or sorry, I should say non-British managers. Um but he, you could say non-Celtic managers. I probably not. Celtic managers don't say it. I just yeah, we we knew that he was going to. I think people were trying to make out that he was a bit of a loose cannon when he first joined. But you've seen that he's he just he obviously rates himself, and why wouldn't he? And he doesn't take any any snash basically. Um, yeah. And he's he's quite funny with it, you know. He's it's just that Australian humor, humor you know. Mm. He's um he's just. Aye, he deals with it perfectly. There, there isn't a, a better way to deal with the media in Scotland, I don't think. Lawrence, mate, what do you think he makes of the, the way he deals with the press in Scotland? But I think he's, when you look at his, his previous interviews that are out there online, I don't think it's any different. And people saying he's going to walk, and he, he's got a way of working. But you know, we had Jared on, we, we had Dan on saying, look, the guy's got a five, six club track, track record of. The first season's a bit up and down, but after then, pff, everything's in place. I'm just surprised we thought it would be any different here. You, you, you know, this is the, the way the guy works. You, you know, so I, I think we kind of we still need to start in for this season. Uh, you know, there can still be a few bumps in the, the road, but yeah, as Patrick said, to get the guy raised himself. You know, he's won with multiple clubs. He's improved every club that he's been at. Uh, hopefully, he does the same with, with us. Yeah, let's be honest. Some of the press questions I is getting from the press. It's come on, mate. <laughs> you, you know, quite right. You know, I, th- I think we're, we're all happy to see a manager kind of give it back a bit, aren't we? Mm. Also, heard a, a chairman last night give it back a bit in BBC Sports, which was rather <laughs> amusing. Um, Patrick, the comments from Ange last week I thought were very interesting. 
He thought that the squad was as settled as it had been since he arrived at the club. And he also said that the club was at the start of a major rebuild after holding talks with acting chief executive Michael Nicholson. And these are all very positive plaudits to be coming out of the club at this moment in time. Do you have confidence that Celtic are at the start of a rebuild, a major rebuild? I have confidence that at the start of it, yes. Um, whether they get it right, I don't know. Uh, they've not got it right in the past, I don't think. I think they've done really well in the short term in the past. You know, they've got the right guys in and they've backed them with money. But they've they they seem to they, they are quite happy to let you know when when Brendan Rogers walked out the door, uh, the analysts stayed from February to May, but then after May, Celtic were quite happy to let them go to Leicester. And to the best of my knowledge, I don't think we replaced them adequately. And I think another one has left recently. So I think Ange also spoke about, you know, getting a, a network of uh, backroom staff in. That's all well and good. If you, if you assemble that team under Ange, brilliant, because it's probably going to be of sufficient quality. But Michael Nicholson and the rest of the guys at boardroom level need to make sure that not only do we keep these guys, but we're constantly trying to maintain a high standard of analysis, of fitness, of coaching. It can't just be, oh, Ange wants to do this, we'll do it for Ange, and then once once Ange leaves, we'll just totally scrap that. There needs to be a, a sort of consistent philosophy over the course of several managers, in my opinion. A contingency plan in place going forward, that's absolutely right. And on that uh, recruitment staff, Lawrence, the manager said that we will cast the net far and wide, we will get the best people in. Um, again, over to you on that. Do you, do you think Celtic will do that at this point in time? It looks as if there is unity in there just now between Ange and, and Michael Nicholson. Are you quite confident that that will happen? Well, listen, even if there wasn't unity, unity, I wouldn't expect anyone to kind of be displaying it in the press. This week on the Marketers Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. I think Patrick's thoughts on it. We need to get a structure in place. It's not just about bringing in the right individuals. We need to have kind of a structure that's going to serve the club long term. Uh, you know, we came out. We're going to have a director of football. We're going to, you know, we're missing a head of recruitment. It's we've got a CEO that was in the door for seventy two hours. The, the club really needs to get some kind of structure that will serve us long term. Uh, you know, and improve us as a club. Touched on it. You know, the, the staff that left, we Brendan, the analysts that left, will. Is that the right structure for a football club to have an analyst? If it is, why weren't they replaced? You know, why do we have to wait to get a manager that goes, actually, we need some analysts in here to make us better? Anton's come in as a head of sports science. Uh, mm. I think Ange has made some positive uh, yeah. comments about him already. 
You're like, really? Were we were we running without that? It, it, it's just crazy how long kind of we we, we ran without it. It's it you, you we were kind of joking in the summer. You know, we're, you know, transfer when it'd be important to have a head of recruitment in. You know, we're now what two months, just over two months away from the transfer window opening again. You'd want your head of recruitment in and building up his network and his targets. So when that window's open, we're ready to go. You know, we're not. I don't know why it's taken so long. Uh, this has been, you know, when did Nicky Hammond leave? Was it May or something? Yeah, it might have been before May, I think, possibly. You, you, you know, it's it's a position Celtic should have, regardless of whether it was going to be Eddie Howe or, or another manager as it's turned out to be, we should have been looking at who's the head of recruitment going to be. There should be months of this, but whoever we're engaging to help us find it. You know, we're not asking Michael Nicholson to find it by himself. It, whether we're speaking to agents or the clubs that are out there contacts we've got in the game obviously Gordon Strachan's still in doing his review I don't know how far along that three month review is is it three and a half months or something it's, it'll be needing, needing the end I think in that three month review because that was maybe two, two and a bit months ago I think he came in and then so, that hopefully we get uh, some news in that review because we're still waiting on last season's review that was going to be the end of <laughs> Was the end of December, end of January? Still with the results in that, which you know may have given us kind of the same conclusions that Gordon's going to draw. But I said, I've no doubt we'll look far and wide. It's just we we really need to get structures in place that are going to work for us because it's okay going on. Oh, that that guy's good at recruitment. That's he'd maybe be okay as a head coach, but not as a director of football. Well, what if your structure needs as a director of football and not a head coach? You, you, you know you need. Guy, bring in guys that will fit the structure as well as work well together. Yeah, absolutely. And on Michael Hohen, uh, Patrick, the, the manager was full of praise for him. And I thought Celtic on Saturday looked as if they could go even longer. They looked very assured. They looked as if they were, you know, a complete level above Motherwell. And that was a great confidence thing to see, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting that, you know, I think Ange been asked about him in the pre-Motherwell press conference. It was the first time that I'd a club spokesperson had even mentioned his name. You know, this is apparently a really big role in the backroom team, but we chose not to announce it. You know, it was announced by the press, and you know, we, we didn't we didn't put it out on our official channels. It, it, I don't even know if he's on the club website as a sort of backroom staff employee sort of thing. So um, that was disappointing personally because I think these are if the club's going to take these roles seriously, then. These are the sorts of things that they should be announcing on social media because you're talking about guys like Ralph Rannick going to Newcastle as sort of head of the football department. They would undoubtedly announce that on their Twitter page, you know. So I'd like yeah. to see us announce these sort of things because they are important. Uh, but as you say, against Motherwell, you know, he's obviously having a, an instant impact because we did look a lot fitter. We looked a lot fitter than what we have done possibly since before the pandemic. You know, it's, it's pretty unbelievable saying that, really, but it, it, it's really unbelievable. Just, you Maybe know. it's the supplements we've signed up for. He's <laughs> signed up for the sports supplements. Not caffeine. Not not, not caffeine before that starts anywhere else. But, but of course we don't not. sign up for the sports supplements, uh, same ones that Spurs use. Uh, yes, kind of, that was an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, it's soccer supplements or something that's called. So, so I did see that series. actually. Yeah, uh-huh. he's getting to make some decisions by the looks of it, and saying, "Well, look, you know, we need to." That's good. A bit of autonomy for once. Bringing stuff, you know, that will help guys perform at at the best at their optimum. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, candles will be getting lit at the Axon Studios because I'm now uh, Father Declan, Tony's the parish priest, and <laughs> Pope is Paul John behind the scenes. <laughs> he's, he's smirking as he sees that. So there they go. Um, yes. To go on from that, we spoke, we're talking about fitness here, but again, you know, we're, we're playing here on a Tuesday and we're going to have all the way through till Saturday, which is, you know, something that we've not had the the um, pleasure of doing for a long while. Um, how much do you think that will benefit the team, Patrick? Because, you know, the manager's probably had very little proper training sessions with the team, being able to work on shape and other things. Again, it'll just be a case of finish a game on a Sunday, get back ready for the, the, the Thursday game or whatever else. But we've got this... Tuesday to Saturday through, which I think should probably help the team as a collective. And there seems to be a a great level of morale in that team, which is seen at the end with it as a collective celebration. It was great to see once again. Yeah, not only have you get the three the three full days before the weekend fixture, but you've also got several hours after full time tonight. And mm-hmm. you know you're probably counting every hour when it comes to a player's recovery day by day. So you know instead of maybe a light session or sort of doing a normal training session by Thursday, I, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm not a football coach. I've never been to football training, but you know, I'm sure those extra hours probably count for something. Uh, and you know, with the new sort of head of is it head of fitness, the 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 experts man that's come in, is it sports science? Sports science. Well, sports science. He'll be on top of it all, won't he? So, I'm hoping that uh, we look just as sharp as we we have done at the weekend against both tonight and at St. Johnson, because you know. Every game's a cup final, really, isn't it? When you're yeah. uh, you're sort of chasing down the, the top of the table and you're trying to claw back a few points in the Europa League. It is a cup final, and there's a, there's a great run of games here that we can uh, get confidence in uh, and pull a run together. You know, I, I think if you're looking at the season as a whole at this moment in time and saying, you know, Petodre away before an international break, coming back and going to Fir Park and getting the maximum six points from it. You get it out of the way. We've also went to Tynecastle, we've went to Ibrox, we've went to uh, Spaghetti Ad, places that struggle at are always tough venues. And once we get the game at Easter Road out of the way, it's all going to flip and you're going to get those teams back at Celtic Park. And that's where you're hoping you're, you're going to pick up uh, r- results in. Um, we touched earlier, Lawrence, in terms of the manager and his approach to games and uh, how he views games. He was asked about his philosophy yesterday for anybody that missed it. And he said that he's sticking with it. And to, to quote him, he said, my view on that is, if you're a strict vegetarian, you don't drop into Macca's just because you are hungry, mate. You know, this is what I believe in. You know, I think that we're all fully behind him. And, uh, you know, he, he's not going to change for anybody. I'd be quite positive that, you know, through this next run of games, that he will get the results that we require. Because I think it's looking good at this moment in time. And I've got a renewed confidence It wasn't ever really... Uh, I skewed, but I was considering it a way form that we can, you know, pull our run of games together and go on a run. Well, so we win at Easter Road playing Ange Ball. Uh, I think it'll go a long way to persuading everyone, won't it? Uh, you know, it's been, been a long time uh, since we've had a great performance at Easter Road. I'm not surprised he's not going to change his philosophy. You know, I've touched on it before on the show, but we will want this is the way the guy is. You know, the first season's a bit up and down with him, but this is what he plays, just stick with him because anywhere else he's been, you know, second season onwards it's amazing so hopefully it delivers results a bit quicker for us but who knows uh, you know it's two away wins uh, you certainly kind of stopped uh, Celtic can't win away from home chat Europe to be honest I'm not that bothered about this season I, I think it's all about winning the league back this season uh, if we do that you know 
if we, if we do that and that we finish bottom of the, 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 the group in Europe, who would care at the end of the season? Uh, for me, it is all about, you know, win the league and get ready for the second season of Ansball in the Champions League. Patrick, um, one of the, the factors, Ball just now, is this we're linking it, something that, the, that Kevin's touched on in the comments, is that are these good links to have and seeing that, you know, you're finding some links with other football clubs and uh, modelling a bit, you know, I mean, Spurs for the past you know, few years, cracking big new stadium, a uh, couple of high-profile managers, obviously Pochettino now at PSG, uh, <clears throat> and the club, you know, moving forward as one of the, the top teams in the Premier League in terms of everything they've got at their the disposal. Is it good links for that to see for you that we've got links with football clubs like that and we're kind of modelling at times and, and bringing players to the club? Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, you know, a lot of Spurs' success, funnily enough, is basically based on Luka Modric and Gavis Bale going to Real Madrid. And they've managed to invest that money incredibly well, build a completely new team that challenged... I think it was the year Leicester won the league. They, they challenged the, for the title. I think the following couple of seasons were pretty good as well. They've built the new stadium. They've been in the Champions League. You know, Daniel Levy's obviously done quite a good job. I think he is the, the English Premier League version of Peter Lawwell. So maybe that's where the connection has been stuck up, you know. Uh, you know, uh, drives a hard bargain, gets the best deals. Sometimes he miss out on some, but overall he does a good job. Um yeah, I mean, we already sort of had the Man City link, didn't we? With Peter Lowell's son. Uh, and we, we've got players almost every season, which, you know, no complaints from me. I'll happily take a few Man City Academy graduates, um, uh, develop them for two or three years, sell them on. But, you know, the more links, the better, because it's certainly the league with the most money, which means, you know, these guys don't throw their money away. They're, they've got the best sports science, the best stadiums, the best coaches, they've definitely got the best managers in the world, that's for sure. Uh, they've arguably got some of the best players in the world as well. So having links with these guys, just sort of getting some of their knowledge, uh, just having chats with them every so often, you know, we'll, we'll pick stuff up and it can only benefit us, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's go to Ferenc Faros. We've spoken 40 minutes about Motherwell at the weekend, but we've got a game that, that kicks off in just over... Uh, two hours time seems a bit strange to be seeing that on a Tuesday afternoon um, Lawrence last time out obviously Celtic uh, were dumped out the Champions League qualifiers by them um, we played with no striker up front created <coughs> you know I think we had multiple shots on goal but you know didn't break through as Patrick pointed out earlier we were hit twice and the counter attack what kind of game are you expecting today obviously we come off this off the back of 4-3 defeat and Batiste, a good team that we, you know, at times we looked really comfortable against. And then uh, a game that, you know, at Celtic Park, that I don't think deserved a 4-0 scoreline. We created chances in the game, but eventually we're just cut apart by quality. What was your expectations of the game this afternoon? Well, I don't think Ange's going to change his philosophy, so I expect to see more, more of Ange's ball. Uh, and that'll leave us open to be <coughs> on the break, won't it? But I, th- I think Ange touched on that, although it's his philosophy, we still be aware of the other team's strengths and, and what you can do to, to, to minimise them. So, you know, I think it's going to be open, exciting. You know, if, hopefully, but we're not losing four goals. I'd, I'd be happy with kind of, you know, 2-1, any kind of win is good. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm expecting to see an open game. 
more importantly, it'd be, be like to see kind of Jay Kamakis get more minutes in the pitch and some of the returning players maybe coming on as well and, and get more minutes in their legs because we do need, need to get the guys up to speed for the league. Patrick, what was your thoughts on this afternoon? It's going to be a tricky game. It's the team that you looked at when the, the group came out and you were hoping that this would be the team that you'd get a result against. Um, it's obviously a very tough group of you know, top quality Spanish and German side, but um, what's your expectations of this afternoon's game at Celtic Park against Finnish-Varos? I'm just thinking back on the two results that they've got. You know, they, They've scored against both Leverkusen and Betis, so yep. they've obviously got a goal threat. You know, they, they scored two against us. I remember them vividly, you know, it was a it was a sort of a ball out from a corner and oh, all our players ran in the wrong direction, apart from Scott Brown, I think. And it was a fantastic strike. Uh second one, the ball takes a bounce, Alhamid doesn't cleave it. He goes through and I think he puts it under Bar Barcass's legs, uh, last August. But you know, it, it's it's a tricky one because in European group stage games, you just sort of want to get the win, don't you? It's, it's, yeah, of course. It's all that matters. Three the points. performance is domestic stuff, whereas when it comes to Europe, you know, Celtic Park nights, you're just looking for a 1-0, a 2-1, anything, you know, just get a result. But with a team like Ferenc Varos, you know, we're streets ahead of them in terms of money. But in games like this, we, we tend to, you know, trip up against these sort of teams. So I'd like to see us put in quite a good performance and win by more than a goal, ideally. And you know, I'm sort of asking for the world here, but possibly a clean sheet. So I'd, I'd probably aim for a two 0 win. Patrick's asking for a lot today, uh, <laughs> Lawrence. What's your thoughts on the game? It's going to be tough, as Patrick mentions there. They they were defeated two one against Leverkusen. They they scored at home to Batista, beaten three uh, one at home. But is this the the afternoon that Ange gets his first uh, Celtic Park Europa League group stage victory? Let, you know, let's hope so but, but I think they'd re rested three or four players in the league didn't they it was, mm, you know they'd another so. full team out so they should be fairly fresh uh, for this game we really just want to keep the feel good factor going and, and start building some momentum as a team don't we uh, we don't want to keep going stop start so I'm thinking yeah I'm still going to stick with 2-1 I, I think you know they're a dangerous team if we can you know 2-1 and get some of the returning players 20, 30 minutes on the park. Happy days, you know, put us in a good frame of mind for the next league game. Yeah, I think momentum is going to be key in, you know, getting bodies back in. And again, it's important that we don't pick up any injuries this afternoon. I think that's, again, the worry because we've saw how badly affected they were when we lost so many players um, there just before the international break. Patrick, um, Callum McGregor, likely to start today, the city captain, is the only player expected to start today that actually played last time out against Ferencvaros last August. That's an incredible turnaround of players. It's an incredible turnaround of squad. I think that really typifies where we are at just now in terms of how much has changed since that point in time, isn't it? 100%. You know, um, hopefully we'll start a striker up front this time as well, you know, playing people in their correct position. Um, yeah, I mean, I th I th from memory, I think it was probably Elenuse, Forrest, uh, Julian, Frimpong, Barkas, players like that. I think I think Taylor played that game as well. Uh, might have even played a back three that night. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Scott Brown as well. You know, it, it is strange that there's only one player out of eleven, but it, it, it is necessary because you know, Ellen who say you know it, he had a decent spell, but you know, time was up, and we probably weren't going to pay the money from after the after his second season. 
Forrest injured, Julian injured, Fimpong can get good money for. Barkas, disaster, Brown had to be moved on. You know, it's just... It, 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 in an element, it's it's modern football having such a high turnover, but at the same time, last season was such a disaster that you know clearing the decks was probably was probably necessary, and hopefully, it's worked for us because that performance last August just wasn't good enough. We had a lot of shots, but I think two thirds of them were off target. Most of them were Ryan Christie's, you know. Uh, so to get a, a fresh group of players in, that the manager wants is. It's probably a healthy thing and puts us in good stead for a, a, a victory. Lawrence, if we can pick up the victory this afternoon, would you be confident that we've got that possibility of getting European Christmas after football and possibly either, um, you know, it might be too tall an order to ask second place in Europa League or the, the third place, which is a, an avenue that is brand new this season but would, would guarantee European football after Christmas? Um, would you be confident we could possibly get that? Listen, if we beat them tonight, you're looking at going away, you know, beating them twice, and it should guarantee it, shouldn't it? Even a win and a draw against them, in all likelihood, you'd still fancy us to go through. We are finished kind of third on the back of that. Uh, yeah, you know, if European football after Christmas is a big target just now, for me, it's all about the league. We've still got a really thin squad, you know. If it's we're playing in Europe after Christmas and it's another four games, you know it's another four games with wrist injuries that we ask the players to do more. That there's less time working on the training pitch. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be fussed about it if we didn't make, make uh, Europe after Christmas this year. I, I think really, you know, I've been saying it all show, but it, it's just focus on on the league. I'd like a win tonight. Uh, you know, keep the momentum going and. As Patrick said, come in, come in at, uh, through it injury free. Uh, that's all it's about for me tonight. But uh, you know, European football after Christmas, I think it could be more hassle than it's worth. Especially if you know, depending on what kind of numbers we bring in in the January transfer window, we've never brought in a great deal of uh, signings before. Maybe things have changed now. Perhaps Michael will decide to loosen the purse strings in January, perhaps Ange will have persuaded them in the, the injury crisis uh, earlier this season will have persuaded them exactly how thin this squad is. Patrick, uh, Lawrence said that it might be more hassle than it's worth. Could it also be in the flip of that that uh, if you do bring you know a good number of players in in January, it gives them the chance to experience European football with Celtic you know, post-January, which would prepare us. You know, we, we all, of course, want to be successful this season and, and win the league title back and then what that would then bring um, after that because, you know, in terms of Champions League, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but we, we saw Bayern Munich, obviously, is uh, one of the creme de la creme teams of that Champions League uh, give Leverkusen an absolute tank in there. So there's obviously still a big bridging gap divide between us and that level and that would be the level that whoever wins the SPFL this season <coughs> will get to go in at. Um, would it possibly be a, a, a small confidence booster for some of the players to just taste that that Celtic part atmosphere post uh, post January um, to get that European night just before we maybe get to that stage and possibly prefer us even further down the line for those uh, qualifiers next year or possibly you know direct entry? Yeah, uh, I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to disagree with Lawrence on this. I I, I do want European football after Christmas, uh, definitely. Um, not even just to bed players in with the atmosphere and stuff like that. 
I just think, you know, you've always got to... I think we got we all get very wrapped up in the ten in a row, and you know that was the goal for you know from the first year to the tenth year for ten full years. That was the one goal that we all had. Mm. Whereas now it just seems to be you know season by season, let's win the league. I think you need you need to be constantly improving. You need to be constantly looking to build, and I think you know I've had a look at who's second because if if we finish third, we play a second placed conference league team in a yep. playoff. Uh, you know, it's teams like Basel, teams like Jablonek, um My mind's gone blank. I think uh, LASK, Lask. Um, I think they're second place as well. So, I think these are these are teams that we can give them a game. You know, I think Jablonek, we can definitely beat them over two legs. We've shown that. Uh, all of a sudden, you're in the round of sixteen, and you're six games away for the final. So, I I, th- I just think you've got to go for it, and I think we are more than capable of getting a win tonight and a draw away from home. And if we do that. Uh, Ferenc Varos need four points from two games against Betis and Leverkusen and I don't think that's going to happen so I, I just think you need to aim for the win tonight and then all you need is a result away from home in two weeks time Patrick, uh, sorry Lawrence is there the possibility that if we, we do say qualify for European football after Christmas that the domestic games might just take care of themselves as Patrick say you, you'll play teams at a decent enough standard of level that the players will be be up to that level and the domestic game will just take care of themselves or are you still adamant that no, your focus should just be in your domestic game? No, it's definitely a possibility that they might but there's also a possibility you know you might lose three players on injury in the European game you could lose say Kyogo McGregor and Juranovic and then all of a sudden you're going to oh, wait a minute has this been worth it if they're out for a couple of months each so you know it's all about the risk you're going to face isn't it you know there's definitely not saying there's no benefit to being in Europe after Christmas, what I'm saying is, I think uh, the benefit on balance of being able just to concentrate through in the, the league. We've got a thin squad, we know we're susceptible when injuries come in that the team performance dips. So, reducing that, that risk, I think, and, and concentrating on winning the league for me is more important than one or two games after Christmas in Europe. I think I'm inside the problem with passing this one that if we do a due diligence properly in January and expand the squad um, I know a lot of people would be confident in us actually doing that but if we do that um, there's no reason why we can't go into the conference and give some teams a decent game and actually put some kind of run together um, and possibly start a new chapter in terms of European football for Celtic but um, to close uh, Patrick I'll come to you first on this what would be your, your starting 11 for this afternoon uh, well it's going to be out in about 45 minutes so I better hurry up um, I'll go for Hart. Um, you know, I, I'm a fan of Montgomery, so I'll, I'll go for Montgomery because Scales also, is, he's only played 15, 20 minutes, so I, I can't see him being dropped in. Uh, Carter Vickers and Starfield, you know, I don't think he'll change that. Um, Ralston, uh, I think he probably will go with McGregor, Roderick and Turnbull because I, I, I'm just not sure about Beaton. He, he, he lets the team down far too often for me personally. I know he does that at centre-half, but you know the red card that he got in July against Mitchelland, that was that was something off the ball. So he could easily do that in midfield. Uh, McCarthy obviously not fit. You know, Sorrow Sorrow would be good for you know a booking or something. You know, so within eight minutes. So I think he'll probably go McGregor, uh, Roderick Turnbull, and I think you just have to stick with Abada, Kyogo, and Jota. Um, I think Abada has been off form a bit the last few weeks. Uh, he got that goal against Dundee United, but I don't think he's done much since then, in my opinion. 
So I'm sort of looking forward to James Forrest coming back, actually. Um, but I don't think he's fit enough for tonight, so I'll go for that 11. Lawrence, any changes you would make to that particular 11 from Patrick? No, I don't see uh, anything different happening. I don't see any surprises happening. Look, listen, it's maybe a, a chance for that, that midfield to try and prove themselves against a higher-level opposition again mm. and, and see what they can do. Surely Turnbull must be buzzing after his goal. Uh, he's got to take confidence for that. So, yeah, I don't see any changes. Uh, I think we're touching the squads thin. It, 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 the team more or less is picking itself just now, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Patrick, um, what is your possible concerns this afternoon and where do you think we, we should look at to exploit and fair edge virus? Obviously, we don't know too much about them, but is that a case of just trying to get the, the ball to those front three and letting them do their magic? Yeah, I think so. Um, I know, you know, I think comments have came in saying they're a different team. Uh, you know, I, I can't see them being that different to the way they set up. They'll probably want to defend most of the time, trying to hit as the counter. I don't think they'll set out to dominate the game. I think, you know, it could end up in a 5-5 if that was to happen. Uh, so, you know, if they're sitting in, I think when they get chances, <laughs> it would certainly, that would be Ange Ball and full flow. Uh, full flow. Um, I think, you know, we will have them camped in their their final third, the last 18 yards. And I think the last time, most, if not all of our shots were from outside the box. Even our goal, I think, was from outside the box. So I think getting shots inside the box is probably the main thing. Getting Jota, Abada, Ralston and Montgomery to the byline, cutting it back for people like Kyogo and Rogic. I think that's that's the priority. And, you know, Turnbull recreating his goal from the weekend, probably quite unlikely, but... Um, it, it would do us a favour because they, they, they're good at keeping people out of the box and that's probably where, where we're going to hurt them. I think that would be nice, Lawrence, especially for turning up and Turnbull has a buzz and it ends up in the top corner. But, um, is that a buzz or a swaz? Thoughts? A swaz, I forget the new word, a swaz, <laughs> have a swaz. Um, well, what's your thoughts on it, Lawrence? Much agreement, Patrick, um, that, you know, it's just like get the ball up in those, those front three and let them do their stuff and hopefully, as you say, that the free in midfield can can show that that can work against you know a higher level opposition as well. Yeah, listen, I think we're, we're going to have most of the ball and you know probably play mostly in their half. But you know when they do have the ball, and then it transitions to us. I, I think you know we just need to be quick with it, yeah, and move it quicker up, and and don't let them get set behind the ball and restrict this to shots from outside the box. It is when we win the ball back, just kind of get a quick attack going. You know that midfield three moving it, moving on to the front three and. And hopefully Kyogo, you know, does his stuff. Hopefully Kyogo does his stuff. Patrick, do you confident tonight if we get the if we get the victory that we can go in a run of games and you know get to this international break and uh put a, a good run of games together and there'll be a, a renewed confidence all around the Celtic support? Yeah, it's just another opportunity to build momentum, you know. Um, you know, take it game by game, get another clean sheet, try and progress in Europe. You know, there, there's so many opportunities for the manager, the team, the club tonight just to sort of take another step and it's probably my last opportunity to say it just to you know remind people about the 14th minute make sure and give it a, a round of applause for I think his name was Justin Justin McLaughlin uh, but yeah looking forward to it and hopefully a 2-0 win 2-0 Patrick's going with Lawrence what's your predictor I'm not saying because I don't like to do them because I'll be getting them wrong so <laughs> Lawrence we go 2-1 2-1 for the hoops 2-1 Celtic um, just to remind everybody thanks to everybody again for tuning in and for their support 
If you subscribe on YouTube, you have the chance to win a signed and framed Bobby Lennox print if you want to check out to see what that looks like. It's up on Twitter, but it's absolutely free to subscribe. It helps more uh, the content produced, not just in Axon, but in the rest of the channels happen. And uh, all I can really say to you both is thank you both for joining me. I hope you both enjoy the game. I hope everybody else tuning in and enjoys the, the game. And, and once again, um, thanks to everybody for, for sticking with us through the whole pandemic and everything through because, you know, without um, your support and voting for, for Axon, we wouldn't have been as successful as we were um, last Thursday in Lawrence, I don't think would have had uh, a good night uh, out. Uh. Mate, every night's a good night, night out when you're out. <laughs> but, uh, no, it, last Thursday was great. You've touched on it. You know, the show's really nothing without people listening, subscribing, watching. But, you know, a treble of sorts, two firsts and you know, a third. Fantastic night. And hopefully we can repeat it or improve upon it next year. Hopefully we can improve upon it and repeat it and uh, hopefully that, that run of victories at this moment in time continues on. Paul will be back with the, the pre-match build-up. He'll be on pre-match, half-time, full-time for reaction. So be sure to tune in that if you're, you're not going along or catch up with it later on when you come back from the game. But to everybody for, for tuning in, thank you for watching A Celtic State of Mind and Mono Hoops. may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. 
As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.